6.06 p.m. to be exact, Exactly. Right? And we are glad to be right here in these chairs, as we always are. I love it when our music starts. It just gets me all enthused, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. It's really, I like that. It's, yeah. a, it's a pick-me-up kind yes. of song. Yes, I'm Mama Mac, and this is the famous, what's your name? Uh, I'm Dr. Angel. Dr. Angel. Dr. Angel Fazzoni, licensed mental health counselor, Ph.D., and in private practice and doing wonderfully. Yes. And busy. And busy. So busy. Yes. So busy. So very busy. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to her website, drangelsdevelopment.com, and find out all about her and schedule an appointment. And you really are busy, but you work people in. Absolutely. And, and your practice is growing, so you're adding new new help here soon and absolutely so it's all good so uh we started this show gosh we're in our seventh year did you know that i know right it feels like we just have started you this been show. here every week for six every and a half years week, except for when i'm on a cruise except for when you're on a cruise and you do a rerun because you're on a cruise <laughs> but and that's a lot of, that's a lot of time actually no it's not <laughs> No, not, not right now. There hasn't been any cruises since March. Oh, that's right. There's no cruises. No wonder you've been around. Okay, so, but we are excited about, this is the Christmas season. We love doing Go Yard every Thursday night. What are we doing with this show? What's it about? Oh, our show, Go Yard, you know, it's a baseball term. It's about hitting a home run, and we are just helping our listeners hit those home runs in life. You know, learning how to not just exist, not just how to get by day by day, but to really live and, you know, thrive. Oh, absolutely. Live a good life. And so if you go back in the history of this show, which there's a lot of shows right here on TantalkNetwork.com, go to the podcast button, hit the little blue internet button, and you can see and put the look for the name of the show, Go Yard. You're going to find a lot of shows or on our website. Why would they go to our website? Well, on our website at GoYard2014.org. There you go. You got um, it right. Our shows are titled, so you'll know what that show is about before you listen and you know recently i caught those up for this year but i there were so many 20 some or more more than that that we had done on the covid calamity so i i just did not put all those on there just a few here and a few there and and some of our more recent like use your our word your words we just did that series um but on the podcast on tantalknetwork.com go to go yard the podcast we've got all, All those shows on COVID calamity. And I say that because this is December 3rd now of 2020, and we are having spikes all over the United States. We sure are. Of COVID. And I think um, when all this began, I don't think any of us could have imagined at Christmas time we oh, would no. be dealing with a new surge. No, in fact, I remember when they first said we would have to be real careful for a couple weeks, and everybody thought, a couple weeks, oh my gosh. And then it was a couple months, and then it was, yes. you know, it's just been, it's been a rough year, I think, for a lot of people. Um, there's been so much going on in this year that I think it's 
easy for people to get discouraged at this time of year. Not just because it's Christmas time, because that usually the holidays are a time of discouragement, aren't they? For sure. a lot of people. It can be. I mean, they can bring up... It can uh, be. That's her famous phrase. It is my famous phrase. Well, but it can be. Why? Well, because, you know, the holiday times, first of all, is a time that we have um, a lot more events happening. We're faced to deal with family that we might have conflicts with, or maybe that we don't have family and we're feeling lonely. Um, usually there's a big financial burden and maybe we're just struggling to get by week by week. Like So it can bring up a lot. It can. And this year they're saying, and I heard it when I was listening to the news a little while earlier, to, you know, just stay in your family bubble, you know, you're, the people you live with, you know, and not be doing those extended family things. And I think there's a segment of the society in this country who like, no, forget it. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, I'm going to go to parties. I'm going to do here. I'm going to do that. And it's a serious time right now. It, it is. But there's that segment of society, I believe they're just exhausted from yeah. the isolation, yeah. from the loneliness. And they're just, I don't, I think it's that emotional exhaustion is kicking in. That is a real thing, isn't it? It sure is. And why does emotional exhaustion happen and, and, to whom does it happen to? Sure. I mean, we get emotionally exhausted. You know, when we're, we're, first of all, we've been dealing with this major stressor almost all year. So that's a very long time for our entire kind of way of life has changed. It and has. How we do almost everything is different now. Like, I think back to like this time last year and I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea how to do Zoom meetings and telehealth and like all these things that we've had to stretch and do this year just to kind of keep up with all the changes and have some somewhat um, normalcy. And let alone this becoming our best friend. Right, like Lysol's everywhere. I mean, I have, I have face masks hanging around the mirror of my Jeep. Like, I, know. I would have never thought that I would know. have happened, right? Exactly, right. So, like, that's an exhausting amount of changes. And then right. the isolation and separation from coworkers and family and friends and our church family and social, you know, social things at clubs and whatever. Yeah. Um, that's really exhausting because they're our support system. They're the ones that kind of feed us and help us get through emotionally difficult times. Right. And we can't really tap we into that. We can't do much of that. And, so we're just yeah. draining out our emotions and we're very exhausted. Well, and I heard somebody say on some report that if you were at Thanksgiving with a bunch of people that you don't live with, right, mm -hmm. whatever those might be, friends, family, assume that you've probably been exposed so that is a grave thought. Another one, too, right? Another, I don't like that word, grave. That is a serious thought, right? Sure. That, you know, whoa, uh, it's out there. And it's out there more than it was when this whole thing began. Sure. And for those who would say, oh, you're just hyping that up and want to make, no, I think we just need to be careful and sound the alarm that we need to be careful. Sure. We do need to be careful. And we also need to take care of our emotional and mental health. And that's what this show's all about, Absolutely. not about our physical health. But yes. we just brought that in as well, and they're and they're so interrelated. And they you know, are. it's funny because you know I've been talking to people. I was talking to um, someone. I think it was yesterday, but they're like, I think it's been like almost a year since like I've had hugs from people and I oh, hug yeah. my friends. Oh, and like, gosh, yes. Those are the things that like that supports our mental health and our emotional health and our I mean, social church, health. I mean, church, we and used so, to, everybody was really huggy and no, there's nothing for almost a year now. Sure. Yeah, it's been hard. Yeah. And and with family, too, you know. Yes. Even so. With, yes. So yeah. So that's hard. Um, we want to talk tonight about our 
thoughts that just are like default thoughts that come into our minds, right? Sure. Do you know what I mean by default? I do. Those thoughts uh, that you just want to come on that? in on their own, it seems like, are automatic thoughts. Automatic thoughts, so they're not something that you have to sit down and think, I think I'll think about something negative. No. No. It's not like that. No. You almost have to do the opposite. I think I'll sit down and think of something positive. Sure. We have to actually be purposeful about that. And, you know, the way that the human condition is, is our brains focus on the negative more than they do on the positive. It's just how we are wired and that's how we work. And so why are we wired that way? Doesn't that interest you it as does a therapist? Interest me as a therapist. Um, but and is everybody or are there yeah, are people really that are nature. actually we are really automatically wired to focus on what's negative, which I mean, and if you look at like research on things like when you see reviews, most it's negative. Most people aren't going to take the time to do a review unless they have a negative comment to make. Um, That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of things we'll see. To critique a play or theater. Sure. Like when people go have an experience and you go, oh, how was that experience? They'll tell you the two or three negative things that happen and dismiss the 58 positive things that happen in that moment. And so that moment becomes negative to them. But maybe it was only a five-minute period of a whole day that had a negative piece. But the whole day was negative when they come back and view that. Okay, so you say from your years of studying the, the human behavior brain and all that stuff that this is natural for humans sure, to be this way? Is, is it a cultural thing? Is you're it, asking some good questions. Well, I'm, I'm curious. Is it a cultural thing? Is it an age thing? Is it a socio-who-you-hang-out-with thing? Is it... What is it? I think I do not have the answer to all your questions, but I can tell oh, you well, that. Oh, well, I don't know why you're on the show. I know. Kick I me know. off. I'm going home. Good. Wait, Tommy, I, we got to get somebody else here because <laughs> I, I just asked three or four good questions. She doesn't know the answers to any of those. Hey, just, and they were good questions. And I just don't have those answers right now. What do you, Tommy, do you know the answers to those? Oh, I do not. But oh, okay. You know, vacation's over, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Vacation's over. That's right. Thank you. You're back to work. So. I am back to work. But what I can tell you right, is let's that see what we you can tell us. focus more on the negative, And it's automatically, it just happens. We pick up the negatives. Um, does it make much difference if you grow up in a negative family? Well, I think, first of all, we have that automatic tendency, but then we have the social element that can add to it. Sure. So if we grow up in a family that also focuses and verbalizes negative, 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 then we're even now behaviorally trained to look for, to negative, look for negative and automatically looking for negative. Well, we're in trouble. Don't you think there's a lot of people who are that way mm-hmm. and they pass that on to their, their no, family yes. members? And the whole household becomes toxic. A, a toxic is a good word for it. But I was going to say complaining, griping. Oh, sure. Very negative. Uh, eh, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there a word? Can you explain? Put a word to eh, eh, eh. You want a vocabulary word to eh, eh, eh. Uh, yeah. Just really just, I would say downcast Down, family. depressed. Sure. Everything's negative. Nothing ever nothing ever works out well and, for me. And, that and, like, and behaviorally, when we get trained into looking for the negative and we already have that tendency automatically, like those will be the people who they kind of get stuck in this. Like they won't try something because it's going to fail anyway. Why try? It's going to be bad. Why do that? Like right. everything, they just keep going through and feeding this negative loop. So for those that are listening right now or later that possibly grew up in an environment like that, and maybe they are 
making progress out of it. We're on Facebook Live right now, right? Yes, we are. Feel free to write a comment and tell us how you are working on this or ask a question about this because we're entering the Christmas season. We're actually going to do a Christmas song in a minute, right, to get mm-hmm. us in the mood because it's snowing out here outside here in Florida. Well, tonight. according to Florida it weather, was like it's like winter. Four feet deep when I pulled into the <laughs> parking lot. It was really seriously really bad. Uh, but but with the fact that that was a lie that I just said, sure, uh, right. Um, really, we do need to have a. It's almost like a goal. Uh, 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 something we're pursuing to come out of negativity in our lives, right? We have to right? be purposeful about it Pur- and intentional. There's your word again. Purposeful we do. and intentional. We do. We have to get purposeful and intentional. And don't you think when you, you hang around people at work or in your family or wherever it might be, who are always seeing the negative side of things that you tend to, that people, human nature, not you, human nature tends to follow along. And join that conversation. It can be very. It can be. Let contagious. me top your bad day yes. with my bad day. Yes, it can right? be contagious in those ways. Contagious. Sure, and, and you know, and what it's doing is when we're having. First of all, when we have negative thoughts, it feeds. You know, we've talked about this loop. It feeds the negative feelings and the right. negative attitudes that become the negative behaviors that go back to the thoughts, and we we have this negative loop happening, and it can get people very stuck. Okay, so let me ask you this about human nature. Does human nature feel more comfortable emphasizing the negative things that might happen, what ifs, the what ifs, than the the what could be's? Yeah, And I say the what could be's mean positive, what could be, not what could be. No, I don't mean that that way. The what ifs being the negative and the what could be's being the positive. Absolutely. I mean, I can tell you that... You know, in therapy room, we spend a lot of time looking at what ifs and then, okay, what if, what would you do if that happened? What if, what could you do if that happened? Like, because they do, we sit in those what ifs and we just loop them and in our brain they're it's funny because when they stay inside our mind, they grow and grow and they just become monsters to us. But when we start verbalizing them, sometimes we hear our own self saying it and we're like, wait a minute. Yes. That's not even making sense when I hear myself say that out loud. Right. Right. Okay. So the suggestions in our brain are sometimes programmed by our environment. They're, they can be programmed by other awful things that have happened to us, and they just keep resurfacing mm-hmm. and reminding ourselves of our failures, mm-hmm. right? And so, or just people around us that are always going, ah, you're not going to ever succeed at that. You're never going to do that. Nah. Sure. You know, those put downs, right? Sure. There's a lot of reasons for the negative. Thoughts. Sure, and they and they are very debilitating. And what what they're doing is they're stealing our joy, they're stealing our contentment, they're stealing our happiness, they're stealing the positive moments from us. But I think that, and we're going to talk more about that in the second half of the show, the positive things. But I think a lot of people do not even realize that they are in that kind of a rut. We don't because, you know, I I use this and I know I've used this analogy on the radio before. But, you know, if you take a frog and you put him in a pot of boiling water, he's going to jump right out of it. Right. He knows it's too hot. You take a frog and you put him in water and you turn the degree up an hour, you know, a degree an hour. He'll stay until he boils to death. That's what those negative thoughts are doing. That's a great analogy. The water up and where some of us are boiling right now. Right. Exactly. Uh, have you, a couple of years ago, I was showing a house uh, up in Pasco County, and it was 
the GPS took us down this dirt road, and I was in my Mini Cooper, of course, and then the people were following me. And, I mean, I was very concerned about my car because every feet, two feet, three feet was a pothole. Ooh. I mean, and this was a dirt road clear up in the, you know, where? Yes. Up there. And and so, I mean, I was swerving all over the road. I mean, I looked like, I probably looked like a drunk sailor because I was swerving because I did not want to hurt my suspension, my, sure. you know, all that. So I'm going all over the road, all over the road, and, all, and, and I would still be hitting the edge of them or, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. this went on for like a mile and a half. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and there was nowhere to turn around either. It was like a one lane dirt road to get back to this house that was showing. And when we got back there, the house was terrible. But anyway, <laughs> it was it was not worth all the effort. But my point is, it's like a metaphor of sometimes some people are trying to steer out of it, but it's so prevalent that they just get that front tire in there and boom, down they go. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So people can picture this. I can still see that dirt road and it was horrible. And But it didn't hurt my car because I was making every effort to steer around it. Mm-hmm. You know, instead sure. of just going right through them, you know. Well, of course, I can understand that. And wow, that. But you're True right. Story. Some of us, we are. We're trying to kind of maneuver around some of this, but some of it is, some of it's big and it, it nicks us and it, you know, it impacts us. Um, and, and once it kind of gets started, it's, it's kind it takes a effort to get it to stop. We have to be purposeful and intentional about it. It's not going to just automatically stop for us. No. And what I was concerned about on that day was if I land in one, it's going to throw the car off to the side, right? It's mm-hmm. going to get me off course and it's going to hurt something in the car, right? Sure. And so I and then I had to go really slow and be very, very careful. I'll use your word, purposeful. So as not to hit them. Right. So when it comes to this topic tonight, it requires concentration is the word I'm trying to get to. Yes, it it does. And And deliberateness. And it's slowing down. Oh, that's good. I'm going to write all this down. Concentration and slowing down. Okay. And I think sometimes some of us are kind of barreling through life at this warp speed that we've got to slow it down. And we're aware that we're in that negative cycle, but we're so used to it that it's comfortable. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. It becomes our comfort zone. We get so used to it, just like that frog in the hot water. Like, it becomes comfortable that we don't realize we're starting to boil and we're feeling suffocated and we're really deep in our anxiety or depression or hopelessness. And now we may even have physical problems because we've been sitting in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are the dangers of living like this? And then we're going to talk about our hope in the next part here sure. after our break. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, the dangers. dangers of living in this is, first of all, it's stealing from you. And it's okay. stealing your life and the magical moments that you have, but you're not able to see for yourself. Um, and it's keeping us feeling defeated. It's right. keeping us feeling under, down, less than. Like, it's yeah. crushing our spirits. It's crushing our our dreams and our goals. Um, I'm finding like one of the big questions I've been asking a lot of patients is, you know, what are your goals for next year? Like, what are you, what have you thought about? Let's, you know, and most people are like totally shocked. I'm even asking a question about goals in such a bad year as this year has been. But just because we have all this stuff going on doesn't mean I can't still grow as an individual person right. or strive for something better for myself. Exactly. Yeah. And so people are kind of just stuck in this. I'm overly defeated. We have all this going on. Life is kind of just why make a goal? And so we've had to go back and reprocess that. But they do look a little puzzled by that question right now. 
interesting, isn't it? And normally, it? and in December, when you ask goals, I usually get a list of, like, here are things I would like to work on next year. Really? Yes. And now it's really hard for it's people. It's really hard for them to find that. It's a COVID fog almost, don't you think? Sure is. Do you want to explain that? Because that just word came to me. But I think that's what it is. We're in a COVID fog. Yeah, it really is. You know, and I think in the beginning, we kind of were just trained to kind of put pause on everything in life and just kind of deal in the moment. But we can't keep pausing and go through everything, you know, the whole year like we've been going, like we've had to keep going. But we still kind of have it like mostly paused. So it's like super slow motion for us. Right. And we are struggling to see ahead. We're struggling to see hope. We're struggling to see good. We're just and, and when you're being fed with negativity and you turn on social media or the news or whatever, like you hear it all around us, you experience it all around you. It's right. becoming overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it causes us to react emotionally. Do you want to explain that? I mean, how do we react a lot of times when we're going through this kind of... We kind of are like just going through the motions. Okay. And most of the time, we're not really fully even present or aware. Our brains are somewhere else figuring out a problem, mm-hmm. feeling whatever, sad or defeated. And we're just kind of going through the motions and missing so much of our life i've heard people say well i I have been forgetting so much yes i I don't know that that is really the case i think it's more of this well no because when we're going through these seasons of like the anxiety and the depression and this fog we're talking about forgetting is actually one of those symptoms of having to deal with this kind of stuff for too long okay and lack of focus lack of concentration like i've People are having a more difficult time sitting still. I'm watching people pacing more and not, you know, I'm seeing. But those are complete symptoms of depression and anxiety and stress. And that's what a lot of people are dealing with. And like that one commercial, which we've talked about before, if you open the refrigerator and there's your laptop or your keys or something vital, then you know you were distracted when you walk to the refrigerator. That is so true. Very true. But even though that's an extreme example, I do think things like this are happening to people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or they can't sleep. They wake up in the night and they've been in bed and been asleep for an hour. And now they're up the rest of the night. And I've heard many people complaining of that. Sleep issues have definitely um, increased. In fact, I was looking at statistics um, on one of the mental health websites. And it was talking about um, for the month of September, we've had our highest rates of anxiety and depression that we've ever had as a nation. Oh, my gosh. Really? Mm-hmm. Where did that statistic come from? I don't remember what website, but it was a credible research website. So, okay. um, but yeah, and For I believe September. it 100%. I'm watching it and the, I'm watching it where I'm at in the counseling world. It makes complete sense. We've been in this, this negative loop and we continue to feed this negative loop and we're kind of just stuck in like a merry-go-round of negativity right now and we got to get off of it. Right. And and as you're saying, it's really our automatic go-to response right now. Yes, right? it is. It's not something that we are saying, oh, I'm, I'm just way too positive these days, you know? It's not like that. Sure, sure. If anything, we're way too negative. We are. And feel or worried and de- or anxious or fearful, whatever you want to call defeated, the negativity. And the defeat. Yes. Overwhelmed. And like right. we can call it all these words, but it's really boiling down to the same, a lot of the same stuff. Exactly. Which is why we're going to do a fun Christmas song right now. All right. Right? Yes, we are. And what's it? What's, you picked it. Um, we are, I think we're doing Winter Wonderland. That's so. because of all the snow that was in the yeah, parking lot the when we pulled in. Right, Tommy? It's just inspiring. Yeah, it just helps us remember. We got in the mood, the sleigh rides. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. 
Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. All right, and that's your favorite, it is Amy my Grant. Favorite. But you wanted to talk about the guy that who was it the guy that actually, what was it earlier? You said oh, so, it's no, it's good. No? We're good. Yeah, okay. some songwriter. I don't know. Okay, but <laughs> but that was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Welcome back to Go Yard, and we are talking about finding our hope. Is the title of this show we tonight? Are. I don't know why we need hope, but I think we do. Oh, wow. Hope no, is I do know why. Uh, I was going to say, hope is super important for us. Can you define hope? Ooh, hope is the desire for good things to be in our future. Okay. All right. 
It's and that it, feeling, yeah. like that belief that there is some but good stuff it for belief us. that it's going to happen. That it's going to happen. Right. Sure. Yeah. And are there a lot of people in this world who really have lost hope? Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, a lot of people who are, their hope candle is dim or very difficult to find right now. And that, that's yeah. a very dangerous place to be when we our hope starts to get snuffed out. So what is a person thinking, I guess that's the first half of this show, really, the negativity, when they when they have no hope? What are they like? Oh, when we, we don't have any hope and all we can think and see are the negative things around us, it starts to become those questions of what am I even doing here? Why am I I'm suffering? I'm in pain. Like if they start feeling like that depression gets very deep. Right. And that's a very dark depression. And there's suicides, a lot of them oh, this yes. time of year. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And so it, hope is extremely important, and it is hard for some people to find. It, it sure is, and especially for people who believe that they don't have any like power and control in their life and that okay. life kind of just happens to them. Therefore, all uh, the power and control is outside of of themselves um we call that an external locus of control when people think that life is kind of happening to them uh, but when you that feel like pe- that life is controlling them from the outside from the in. outside in, in. so they right. do not have that control for themselves that they're right. just kind of at the whim of whatever life throws their way um that can be really difficult when people are at that point now in our society or our culture and everything going on because there's a lot of things going on that do not look really positive on the outside right. of us. Yeah. But the truth is, is that we do have the power and control over our hope. And it is not just based on what's happening around us. We can have hope in the most dire of situations. I mean, there are famous um, writings that come out of like the Holocaust and people that were sitting in those concentration camps. Thought they were and, dying the next and day. The and the hope did. that yeah. some people li- let live inside of them, like it, it's become like amazing that they could find that flicker even in all that, that horribleness around them. So that flicker lives within us if we let it. Of course, me coming as a pastor, I believe with all my heart that the, the the focus of our hope is in our spiritual relationship with God and realizing how much He loves us. But this show is not about that. So how, a person that is not in tune with their spirituality or the fact that God created them, them and He loves them and has a purpose for them, what do they do to find hope? I mean, if because, I mean, to me— it has everything to do with my spiritual sure, life, right? Sure, right. You know, it's interesting that you ask that um, because I actually just had this conversation with a few people this week. You know, and, and for them, it's an individual journey of what that hope, where that hope is coming from. And that okay. hope may come from what they feel like their purpose is in their life or what they feel like they're contributing or doing good or what, you know, so that hope. But what it where that hope still lives is still in that, like, inside. Like, we have, it comes from within us. Right. It's not dependent on life being great. life Because life can be perfect, and there's a lot of people who still don't have hope. And there's people who live in abusive relationships of some kind or another that I think that that kind of your home life, where you are every day, or maybe in the workplace it's abusive, whatever, contributes a lot to your hope factor. 
Sure. I mean, it, it can because you're in dealing with all that negativity. But I will tell you what, I see the resilience. I see some people that resilience, are awful situations that feel very overwhelming. And they find hope. My, it's my phone just started. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is I that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I thought they, it was Tommy messing with us. <laughs> Resilience. Talk about that. No, but I see people who live in some really difficult situations, and they're able to find hope through that. They're able to still believe that something good is going to be in their future, right. that something good yeah. is going to happen. And then I have people who you look at their life, and they kind of have, like, the best of the best. And looking from the outside in, it looks like it, looks like it should be just great. they are so hopeless and they're so depressed so it is really it's not an external thing okay so for people who are struggling with hopelessness and this negativity whatever does a, a lot of times does it have to do with hopes that have been dashed and i mean in other words expectations that haven't happened can be yeah so there's our answer, Ken. You're getting my answer, Ken, because okay, it's not because it's always, not always that, way. that way, right. of course. But, I mean, for those listening out there and they go, okay, I know I can hear what you're saying. I'm just telling you what I'm feeling. I feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. What do you say to them? Dr. Angel. That's a good question. Well, and it's not just a single conversation. So when we're feeling hopeless, like, we're going to talk about, like, what what are you where's where are you exactly at with your hopelessness like what where's the good like we start trying to put the flashlight on what's positive what's good like because we aren't automatically focusing on those things and when we're not and all we're seeing is a negative then we do it does snuff out that hope so trying to find the good the positive or the the thought that we can do these things and get you that light flickering back in for you and empowering them that's Mm -hmm. an important part of that process for some people, they need extra help to get there or medications to get there because it can be a chemical or biological piece, too. It can be. And I think that's my answer. Oh, look, you're. I know. She's been hanging out with me too many years. Too many years. So, but I think a lot of times people are so deep in the hopelessness, in the negativity, in the, um, the, in the weeds, so mm-hmm. to speak, that it takes more than just, hey, buck up. You oh, know, yeah, and it's buck not. up is not going to make people change, no, right? It's not a buck up. Or uh, come on, put a smile on your face, there, girl. You know, exactly. That's not going to mm-hmm. do it, right? Not at all. It's a process, is it not? Of finding that joy, finding that hope. Sure, it really is a process, and and it starts with nurturing what we're thinking about nurturing nurturing explain nurturing what you're thinking about right like the word nurturing when we are kind of just going through life like we've talked about at the top of the show like that automatic thinking pattern we are focusing on the negative so when we're nurturing we are getting purposeful and intentful about finding something positive in the moment something positive that we're that is coming up or did happen or might happen or will happen and, and trying to change some of that focus and that thinking because we get on those negative thought loops and our life isn't in that negative like it's not all in this huge negative thought loop there are nuggets and even some of the most difficult situation there's still nuggets of things that we can pull from that and so kind of working on nurturing that like looking for those moments training ourselves to like Think about them, like write down the list. Like we talk about like gratitude journals. Like that's why people do those things because it's yes, putting the yes. positive thing in Counting front of us. Counting your blessings, yeah. 
It sure, is. right? Like what, what, where we do have, you know, where am I? And, and it's not just this, oh, let's just make a list and everyone's cured because it's not that way. It's, it's nurturing because we have to continue doing this and making it new habits. And the more we do it, the more it becomes more automatic for us. It does, yeah. Sure. So it's habit, new habits. Okay. So um, new habits. Give us an a, a example of finding joy with new habits. What would you do? Somebody comes to your office and they present very hopeless and very depressed and discouraged sure. and defeated and... Sure. And so, well, we're trying to walk them through that process of, you know, we use a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is we're talking about that thought loop cycle. So we're going in and trying to look at cognitive. Did you define that for our so average that's okay. audience? So cognitive, what we're talking about here tonight, it's like cognitive behavioral therapy. So that's really based on our thoughts okay. that become our feelings, become our attitudes, become our behaviors, which loop back into our thoughts. And so when we are struggling, like we have to look at the cycle and right. start making some changes and in and, and just minor changes. And sometimes it's letting someone come into the office and um, having them. There's a lot of things they can do, but taking them out of that moment of negative and that thought loop. So if it's putting we have virtual reality. So if it's putting them on a virtual reality where they're sitting in, in, in a meadow and just hearing the birds sing around them you for like five minutes. You actually have that now, don't you, in your we office? Do. You want to explain what that is? Sure. So it's literally it's virtual reality. They wear goggles and I can control environments and I can put them in calming and soothing multi-sensory environments and watch. Um, I have biofeedback so I can watch like their stress levels come down and sometimes just five or six minutes in that we can have a much more productive session and they can start seeing things in a more hopeful way because they kind of silence that negativity just for, just a, few for minutes. a few minutes. So like things like yoga or going for a walk and really paying attention to what's around, like that starts to silence that negativity and we don't need it silenced long to start feeling better. Mm-hmm. Right. How many times you've been driving down the road and you get to some place you don't remember having left your Absolutely. driveway? You just are like, right? oh, how did I get there? So what was going on with all that time? Yeah, where was your mind? It was in some kind of thought loop, right? And probably negative for most people. For most people, thinking yeah. of all you know, the should have, would have, could have, and I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to make a list, and all that. And right. so, right, and so part of that is just learning to like just taking care of ourselves. That's why I say slowing it down a little bit, just stopping and doing something that take care that we're doing that feeds us can make a huge difference to this thought cycle that we get stuck on and help restore our hope and our joy. Mm -hmm. Slowing it down. Explain the value of that. Sure. When we're slowing down, first of all, we can, we, we respond to our environment instead of react to our environment. Yeah, that's good. We are making choices that we're thinking about and we're contemplating cause and effect and is this a good choice instead of just doing something and then it something went wrong and now we have to clean up another mess in our world like and so it helps us to it empowers us to go through mm-hmm. our life but when we're slowing it down we can respond in the ways we want to respond and we are giving our bodies time and our brains and our bodies time to kind of okay, just Okay, so what are you slowing down? Your thoughts? What are you slowing down? We're slowing it all down. Just a little bit. We don't, I mean, people are literally like going through life at this warp speed right now. And I literally had this conversation with someone today and he was like, you know, I went to the post office and I was dropping off my mail and this guy in front of me was like sitting there forever. And I just really wanted to get on my horn and honk. How could it take you so long to drop off your mail and move out of my way? Because I'm in a hurry to go nowhere. 
Like he realized he's retired. He really didn't have anywhere else to be. And then he caught himself and he started thinking, wait a minute, this guy might just be having a bad day or this guy might have a disability or this guy might like, and he started thinking outside him and his experience. Right. And maybe something else could be going on for that guy. And he caught himself from that, you know, reacting negatively and landing on the horn, which could have caused all kinds of conflicts, right? And he just sat there and breathed for a second and it was fine. He got to drop off his mail and he got to go home and he slowed that down. Instead of racing through the grocery store, like make a list. Like that's slowing it down. We're thinking about it, right? We're planning Instead for of it. Just rushing through. And trying to remember all the ingredients we need for our recipes for the week of shopping. Like right. sit down and make a little list. That's, that's that takes away some of the down. stress, doesn't it? It takes away a lot of that stress, which right. starts to relax that negative thought loop cycle. Last week, I drove back from Texas, having been there with kids for several days. And so my daughter-in-law's mother and I drove straight through 20 hours, right? Which was really stupid to drive 20 hours straight. That's, that's really a long <laughs> so time. So you heard it out of her own I, mouth. I, I totally admit it. I, I, I did that going. I did that coming back. I had the same reaction both times. So I get home like midnight, I don't know, Friday night. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I still felt like I was moving. You know, you do you do that when you get off your cruises, which that's because you take them every other weekend or something <laughs> like that. No, but you know that feeling? Right. And I thought, wow, that's interesting because my body still feels like it's going down the road at 70 miles an hour, right? Sure, sure. After 20 hours of that. Sure. And your body is stopped, but your system hasn't gotten the message yet. But my system hasn't done that yet. And, I mean, seriously, I got up in the middle of the night and fell into the dresser. Wow. Not hard or anything. Sure, but, but, I mean, bumped into it because, I mean, it was just not steady on my feet sure, from all that. You. So even though that was a physical thing, what you're discussing is emotional stuff and mental stuff. But I can relate based on having done that stupid thing of driving 20 hours straight through. You did that just so we could have this lesson tonight on the show. Is that why? That's exactly oh, why. Oh, also was to get home so <laughs> <laughs> in, in due time. But anyway, so I think that so often we are not aware of what our mental racing is doing to us. I was not expecting to wake up in the middle of the night and plow into the dresser. Sure. Right? Not at all. Right. Because it was just a casual drive, you know, 20 hours. Well, and that's where a lot of us live. Like, you know, our mental racing is causing our systems aren't caught up to each other. And they're trying to go at this warp speed. And it's disorienting to us physically and to our mental and to our emotional health. Um, And it's very frustrating. No, it, it certainly is. And so we're not minimizing this problem at all for people, right? Right. We want to say there's hope. Mm-hmm. And there's joy. Mm-hmm. And it, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, even though I'd been in bed two or three hours by the time I got up and ran into the dresser, I still was in that other frame of mind, you know, still moving sure. in my head. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that might be a good metaphor for what so many people are doing in this day and age right now. So you can take it from there, Dr. Angel. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you for permission. Um, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. No, but that that's exactly it. And so when I'm talking about slowing it down, it's just giving ourselves some of that mental break and a little love, a mm. little love for yeah. ourselves. Um, and if it's, you know, giving us permission to let the dishes sit overnight, if that's what it takes, like letting go oh, of a Oh, that's things. a good example, because yeah. some people are so driven to be sure that all this is done, da, 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 for what? For just 
what? Because that's what they always do. Because that's what they always do. And, you know, we have to, you know, realizing that everything that we've gone through, and 2020 has definitely been a difficult year, but that means we have to give ourselves extra permission and extra patience. Yeah, we do. Because if we don't give ourselves that, we are being, we are actually contributing to this driving force. Oh, yeah. That's going on on the inside of us of got to get this done or, oh, my gosh, I'm in so much trouble. I didn't get that report done or whatever, you know, just. Sure. You know, and I've used this analogy. I don't know. I've used it a few times in counseling. But what we're doing to our bodies is like like a car. If you buy a car and you just put the gas all the way to the floor and just keep driving that car with the gas to the floor all the time, that car is not going to last you very long. You're going to burn it out. Right. Because it's not meant to to work and function like that. Well, that's what we're doing to our bodies. That's what we're doing to our brains and our mental and our emotional and our physical health. And so, and now we've been doing that for so long, we're getting those symptoms of lack of, like, despair and lack of hope and anxiety. And that's our body saying we've been driving too hard too long and we need to just let off the gas and, you know, go get a tune up and, you know, rest a little bit. That's a good point. And so for people out there saying, well, you don't realize I've lost my job. I can't give my kids the Christmas I want to give them or whatever the case may be. And, and we are in December mm-hmm. and 2020. And it's time, I think, for all of us to realize what the season really is. And and we were teasing about that song. But that song's a happy song we sure. do. You know? Sure. Winter Wonderland, you know, sure. which in Florida we don't have. By the way, folks, we did not have any snow today. I was lying about that or teasing about that, right? Yes. No snow today. But, but I mean, so talk to – address that, will you, for people who are like, I, I can't do what I want to do financially this year or I can't go where I want to go and visit Grandma and do this and do that. How do they find joy in a in – a, Christmas season this year. Well, is it normal? Sure. That's a great question. And um, first of all, I would say um, finding joy is learning to do things different. It's okay to have a year that looks different than other years. Oh, wow. It's okay to maybe start a new tradition or to be able to do some of the things differently. Hmm. You know, and so we've had, I mean, I've had several, uh, I got to talk to a lot of people the last couple weeks over how they, um, have been doing some of their celebrations and like I've had families get together and do Zoom dinner and all we're going to have our dinner ready at the same time and we'll meet over, you know, the video conferencing and is it perfect? No, but you know, it's something, we right? We can still talk and goof around. Sure, we can still talk or, you know, having people just, you know, financially a lot of people are strapped this year and I have people who don't even know how they're paying their bills or putting food on the table. We know that's the situation. So maybe this is the year we don't have to put the financial focus on these holidays. Maybe we put the focus on making memories or crafts or other things. And what about giving permission in your family unit or whatever? Hey, this year we're cutting way down or this year we're one gift and this is, you know, sure. what do you want it to be? You know, or sure. I mean, you know, actually purposefully planning for a quote unquote different and making and it's okay to make it different it doesn't diminish you know what the whole instead of thinking what we're not having think about what we can have and what we can do can we still have joy in that absolutely absolutely i agree you can actually you know you we've talked a lot through these years uh, especially in the early years where your sons were still at home and now you just got two at home but 
but one already grown, but how you used to have all these game nights mm-hmm. all the time, you know, and the fun of that, you know. And and I grew up in Central America when my parents were missionaries. We didn't have TV. You know, all we had was a shortwave radio. That was it. And so any kind of entertainment was a game night. Sure. That's what I grew up doing. That's all we did. And, you know, things like that, going back to the basics, can f- bring some joy, don't you think? It really does. And I'll tell you what, I, for this year for Thanksgiving, it, it was different. We weren't able to get together with family. And, you know, I'm Italian, so I have a lot of family. Um, oh, you're Italian? I Falzoni? Am. You I are? am. Oh. So, you know, my yeah. oldest and I, we got in that kitchen. Who and knew? He, he put on the Christmas music in the house, and we had Anthony egg, did? Yeah, he poured us a little glass of uh, eggnog, and we just cooked together and cut together <laughs> and laughed. And we just had a, we had so much fun cook. The fun was in the cooking this year for me, not the, even though the food was great. I really enjoyed our experience. Oh, that's so cool. Just being silly with it and, you know, trying new recipes and having fun. And we had fun in the process. And I was in Texas with the kids, and my daughter-in-law and her mom cooked, because, you know, me, I'm not the turkey cook at all, and uh, just playing with the with the little boys and having so much fun just being there and, you know, and, and just enjoying being with, with them, even though there wasn't anybody else. We couldn't have anybody else. It was sure. just our nuclear little 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 group. Um, but I think that's what one thing that if we want this show to have some impact it is that we need to look for little ways— to make this season special, different, yeah, special, and making it special. Special and doesn't mean you got the diamond bracelet this no. year. It means that you had some quality time with those you love. Absolutely, and you know, looking for what you can do, focusing on what I can do. And there's so many great resources on the internet to give you creative ways of doing things. Get on there and look for a creative ways to to celebrate holidays yeah, that's within cool. some of the limits, and it can be a lot of fun. It really can. Yeah. So this show is Finding Our Hope, and we're going to go on in this December with things like this, trying to figure out how we can improve our emotional stat- our emotional life right now, you know? Absolutely. During this difficult time, because we can. Sure. Just got just to gotta find it. We can, and that's it. We have that power. We have that. That's our power that we have. So it starts with being aware of all the negative automatic thoughts. Do you want to sum up what the show's all been about so sure. I can just kind of critique you? You're going to critique me. So, yeah, <laughs> we've been talking about those those negative thoughts that come in automatically that just kind of we focus on the negative, we see the negative, and it steals our joy, and it makes us feel defeated. and pausing that and really being purposeful about what is the truth and what is the positive going on in my life because a lot of times those negative thoughts that we're having automatically aren't even true exactly they're just this bag of lies that we keep feeding and growing and we or worries anxieties and what could happen and they're not even true so put some truth in it and then look for the things that are going good right. and stop and pause and give yourself a break. Right. Slow it down a little bit. Why give yourself a break? What do you mean by that? Sure. We're talking about just slowing things down, taking, don't put so much on your plate. Like it's okay to let something go a day or two. It's okay to not have to go, go, go. And you know, that's the blessing of this year with 2020. We don't have all that. Uh, we can't have all that socializing. So we don't have all those same party obligations yes. and family obligations. And, and that's but a good thing. That's a great thing because we can take this holiday and take a stroll through the lights at the park because we'll have a little extra time to do things like that Exactly. For take a drive and watch all the lights yes. in people's homes, you know. Sure. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of things we can do to improve our attitudes, right? And we're going to talk more about that next week. And we invite you to join us every Thursday night at 6.06 p.m. for Go Yard. Would you tell a friend or tell some others and go right here to TantalkNetwork.com. Go to podcasts and then there'll be a list and go to the name of this show, Go Yard, and you can hear all these shows. We've got two or three years or more of stuff on there. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Plus, go to our website, goyard2014.org. It's an ORG, and you will find shows with titles. And so what can they do? Give them a homework assignment this week. I think they need to look at what's going Count the blessings in their life. Look count for the what blessings. you're Make for. a list. Yes. Make a list is always good, don't you think? Yep. Yeah. All right. So we're not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but we know we will. Yes, we will. We will be right here in these seats, and we will see you for Go Yard. Have a great week. You can call Dr. Angel if you need to set an appointment, 727-501-6557. God bless every one of you. We look forward to seeing you next week. And what's your name? Dr. Angel. Oh, there it is. Okay. See you. Bye. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.